story is not hard to find. All you have to be willing to do is ask a question. Welcome to 10 Questions. I ask 10 questions of my guests, and we see what stories they come up with. This week, I talked to Juno out of the Dallas area. We had a nice, lovely conversation about work, about growing up, and about random USB drives. All right, this is the first 10 Questions podcast, and I've got Juno with me on the other end. Hi, Juno. Hello, this is Juno. But uh, so getting into the questions, question number one, obviously one of the things I had already learned about you from Alaska. Did you ever have to contend with periods of no sun? So I grew up uh, near Anchorage, and so I never had to deal with that. Um, However, it'll get really, really dark in the middle of winter. Like, I'd drive to school and it would be dark, and by the time I'd leave, it would be dark. Uh, But no, you have to go up, you have to go up a lot further north to deal with that, thankfully. But I still, it's still, I, that feeling of, you know, just all of your free time still spent in the dark is frustrating. Remember watching the sun come up, like, through my high school class windows and stuff. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I, I uh, used to live in Arizona at one point, and since I didn't do daylight saving time um, during the summer, then is then uh, the sun would always be coming up, like about maybe around four thirty, depending on what point. I think it's a little bit of opposite effect of what you're talking about there, but it's just it, it is weird to not have what you would expect with sunlight. Well, see, that's what I always expected, uh, just because I grew up there. And then what's interesting is the flip side in the summer, it's really, really light. Um, mm. You know, it, it gets it gets very, very gray around 3 a.m., but not super, super dark. Um, and I that's how I grew up, and I still find it a little bit weird to be like, wait, it gets dark in the summer? What is this? Uh, <laughs> you know, I understand the science behind it, but it's still just a little weird to me. Hey, we, we all have what we learned as a kid, and it's and anything is weird at some level, to be honest. Yeah, that's for sure. Okay, so originally from Alaska, but in Texas now, which would you say is better? Um, for what? Uh, so I moved down to Texas because you can't really get much of a tech job up in Alaska. It's a lot harder, especially like if I had gone into petroleum engineering or that type of thing, I probably would have a job, although maybe not because a lot of those companies are pulling out of Alaska now. Um, I think I uh, every time I'm not in Alaska, I miss it a lot. And then I go back up there. I'm like, wait, there's nothing to do. Uh, civilization has been nice. <laughs> uh, like the thing about Texas is or especially Dallas is pretty much anything you could ever want is like 20 minutes away. 
I mean, the flip side of this is literally everything is at least 20 minutes away. <laughs> um, it's they're they're very they're very very different places, and I haven't had the chance to go back up to Anchorage for quite some time now, and that's been really really disappointing. So I was gonna keep going going back up there, but at least for a while, I'd like to live somewhere else where you know there's a little more going on. Yeah, yeah, I got that. I got that. Okay, so yeah. Uh, you told me you're a network security engineer, and I was curious, what's the first thing that you learned not to do as a network security engineer? Oh boy, oh, so many things. So I've actually only had this job for about a month and a half, um, and the learning curve has been insane. Um, let's see, uh, well, the first thing I learned is there are things you're allowed to break and expected to break, and there are things you're not. Don't get those confused. Um, if you take down like our Splunk instance, eh, that's okay. Just stop what you're doing, fix it. However, <laughs> if you break the box that everything is running on, that's yeah. bad. Um, yeah, that is bad. I I think the most I haven't so far knock on wood made any truly terrible mistakes yet i mean i've only been there a month and a half uh but i had my first on call not too long ago and the mm -hmm. first night i accidentally set it to page me every single time i got an email i woke up like every five minutes through the night uh <laughs> that was wow that was less than fun uh i still occasionally built up in the middle of the night wondering if i'm in, on call uh <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I, I, just, I, I know the uh, perils of on-call can be interesting at times. Okay, so getting to question four now, diving away from professional, random question. Are you one of those people that likes to have breakfast? I'm not, and that's actually something I'm working on more. Uh, but I've always hated having breakfast like with a vehement passion when I was younger. I just hated like all quick and easy breakfast foods. And you know, I never had the time to like make stuff. So I would eat lunch and dinner. And now that I'm actually working and have to be more alive in the mornings, I've been trying to grab a bagel or food or something, but I just don't want food until I've had a ton of coffee. That was actually my follow-up question. No breakfast, so coffee. Too much coffee. I'm trying to switch to tea and other things because I I went through the like full-fledged caffeine addict phase in college where I was getting headaches if I didn't have enough coffee. Mm. And so I've been trying to cut back so that I don't get back to that point. But with the new job and a bunch of other things, I can feel myself ramping up my, my coffee intake again. I had five cups of coffee the other day. It was not good. <laughs> so do you drink coffee black or do you, do you like to have it all doctored up? Uh, it depends. I, I do, I tend to go for the very minimalist, like a small amount of milk and like a, a little bit of sweetener just to take a little bit of the edge off. Uh, you know, the Starbucks Frappuccino things are great for like dessert or something, but that's not what I want in the morning. I will drink black coffee, though, especially more and more. Um, I think it's a sign of insanity and it says a lot about where I'm going. 
Or it's, it could also be a sign of getting older, too. That's true. I feel like everyone in InfoSec drinks black coffee, and it seems like everyone I hang out with just has black coffee. So I'm just kind of going down that path. Okay, okay. All right, so next question then. A little bit of a throwback. When you were in high school, who was your favorite musical act, like band or solo performer? Oh, no. Um, definitely My Chemical Romance. I was that kid. I really, okay. really wanted to go goth or emo, but I was way too shy. And so I just wore like a black t-shirt and jeans all the time and kind of glared at people. Um, but yes, their, reu the, their reunion has been really exciting to me. I like aged, age 15, I, I definitely like my life goal was to like meet Gerard Way or play on stage with him or something. Uh, yeah, I was, I, was, I was one of those kids. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, all right, here you go. Brain teaser. You're, oh, no. not, you're not allowed to look these up before you answer this. Okay. Oh. Is that your cat or mine? That's that's my cat. Okay, <laughs> I locked mine out. Yeah, um, yeah. The the cats in this house have have a routine, and I've interrupted it. So. <coughs> Do you um, see just likes to scream? Um. <laughs> Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, not allowed to look these up. Uh, well, I'll, I'll fill you in after you answer the question. All right. Okay. So if you had to pick, which phobia would you rather have? And I've got three of them here for you to pick from. You have gonophobia. You have automatophobia. And you have a videophobia. Gonomana, gonophobia. I can form a coherent sentence here. Gonophobia, onomatophobia, and what's the last one? Ophidiophobia. All right. So I can't even pronounce either uh, any of these, let alone know what they are. Um, so I'm gonna pick the last one. Ophidiophobia. Okay. Ophidiophobia. That would be a fear of snakes. I actually have a snake in this room right now. Uh, so that'd be, that'd be, that'd be a pain. Like I like, I like snakes. Okay. Well, let me tell you what the other, uh, what, what, what the other uh, phobias are. Paganophobia is fear of beards. That'd be a problem for the being in the InfoSec community for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, true. Um, and then automatophobia. So context clues on that one. Is for, is that the fear of like automatopoeia, like loud noises or like noises words that sound like noises? Almost names. Oh, interesting. So yeah, you have paganophobia is fear of beards. Automatophobia is fear of names, and ophidiophobia is fear of snakes. I feel like onomatophobia is a very like fey type of thing, like, oh, you can't know my true name, or you might guess things about me. Um, and, and you know, I don't know, because I only looked for a list whenever I picked these, so that'll be interesting to find out. 
Um, moving on, question seven. Do you have a favorite sport? Um, to play, so I actually was on a varsity tennis team through high school, so I really enjoyed, enjoyed playing tennis. To watch, I love like rhythmic gymnastics and ice sk- and uh, figure skating, uh, any okay. other like fancy dancing stuff is way up my alley. I can't do any of it, mind you, but I think it's cool to watch. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, you have any uh, odd stories from while you played tennis? So I was very bad at tennis. And I know I just said I was on a varsity tennis team all through high school, but this was, keep in mind, this was public school in Alaska. And they just kind of needed someone else to fill out their ranks. And I ended up getting better over the years. But uh, it was, it was, it was quite the struggle. I remember one girl at one of the other schools. She was this like tennis prodigy. Had played, I kid you not, the U.S. Open, and they put me against her. And oh my god, it was honestly she was the nicest person I'd ever met because she was just like so outclassed. Or sorry, she had just so outclassed everyone else. And she was really good about, well, I feel like she was just playing it with me like a cat with a mouse. She was making me run back and forth. Uh, And I occasionally follow her on Facebook and Instagram, and she's, like, doing Miss America stuff now and is just, like, doing everything. And I'm like, huh, I played tennis with her once, and I'm going to say that when she becomes the next Serena Williams type. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I actually played tennis for a very, very, very short period of time. I remember one day in practice, I don't remember what it was I got upset with, but I got upset with something. And so the tennis racket was in my hand. I started just on the ground. And for the rest of the time I played, I had a tennis racket with one flat part. (laughs) So I definitely always felt that urge, but those are so much more expensive than I ever thought they'd be. Yeah, true, true. I also was on the high school bowling team because so basically at my high school, you if you took a a if you did a sport both semesters, you didn't have to take PE. And mm-hmm. I, like many nerds, hated PE and hated everything about it. So I'd play tennis in the fall and then in the spring I'd pick something random. And at one point the bowling team had an opening and honestly best sport to play ever. We would like go eat nachos a little bit it means i was also terrible at that um if you notice a trend but (laughs) it was fun and i'm still better at bowling than like the average individual i think who doesn't what was your your best score you ever bowled um i remember getting to 200 and thinking that was the coolest thing ever wow well you've got me destroyed dan i think the best i've ever bowled was maybe a 114. I, that was a long time ago. I was talking myself up and played against a friend a couple weeks ago, and oh boy, did that not go in my favor. <laughs> <laughs> he kept offering to put up bumpers. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay, so moving on to question eight. Um, one I had a little personal experience with at Eastsides. What in the world was Tinker doing going around saying that he was 
handing out USB drives for you. So I actually just found out this story myself a couple days ago. The whole so the way how I had initially interpreted it is the kids. So it was Tinker's team versus team of children, and it got really really competitive as these things do. And at one point, the kids run up with me or run up to me with a flash drive and they say what I interpret to be, hey, we got this from Tinker. He said it's a part of the game and the scavenger hunt and we should plug it into our computer. And of course, I hadn't handed out a scavenger hunt. So I take the USB and I go find Tinker and I yell at him. You know, like <laughs> don't don't give these kids USBs. Like don't at first uh, like like don't don't plug random stuff in. Don't try and make other people or like don't try and make a group of kids to plug other stuff in. And anyways, he decides that he's going to go. He gets a bag of USB is from I have no idea where and starts walking walking around handing them out saying they're from me. Now, that's funny in and of itself, but the other day I was talking with uh one of the kids and one of the parents of one of the kids and the USB didn't actually come from Tinker. They were trying to give it to they were trying to give it to me to get me to give it to Tinker. So as opposed to Tinker social engineering the kids, they were trying to social engineer him. So <laughs> yell at the wrong person. Um, sorry, Tinker. <laughs> I found that out the, the other day. Wow. I, I could say I still have the one that I took out of the bag whenever he was walking around with it, but I have yet to plug it into anything. I'm not sure where mine is, but I've got a, a burner laptop that I use for CTFs and stuff that I'll I'll have to I'll have to test it out on. He says he got them from a speaker, but that doesn't necessarily mean a speaker at besides DFW this year. So. Okay. But yeah, I learned a lot about loopholes while running that game. <laughs> did, well, did, didn't I hear uh, one of the kids sitting at the table at Hackers Ball say that they actually plugged it in? Right. That's when they they said that they were the ones who the kids were the ones who made it. It had some. It's had had some like weird. It has some like weird files on it, but I don't think any actual malware. I think they were just trying to give him a red herring. Uh, oh, okay. Kids, next time use real malware. <laughs> <laughs> it's B-Sides. You can get some. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, I, I, I guess I was, uh, I, I guess I was uh, talking to Andy a little too much during that time. So Unless I did totally misinterpret it another time and it was actually Tinker who was handing them out or the kids or someone else, I guess with my goldfish memory, we will probably really never know. I guess I need to get Tinker to do uh, to do an episode here, and I can ask him for more <laughs> questions. Yeah, yeah. He'll let's see if he gives an entirely different story. Although I'm sure he'll tell you I was the one handing out all the USBs. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll, I guess I'll have to uh, harass Tinker into coming on, and we'll find out his take. <clears throat> okay. So, question number nine. You recently took over leadership of the DC214 group, and I was curious, whenever the idea was first mentioned or floated about you you taking over that leadership, uh, what, what was your thoughts? Was it, was it, hey, great, let's do it, or was it something that was created a little bit of nervousness? Uh, definitely both. I think my first thought was, wait, me? 
um, just because I haven't been around as long as a lot of other people in the community. Um, but then I was like, yeah, this sounds, this sounds awesome. Uh, I was talking to people a little bit later and they're like, yeah, we were pretty sure you were the only one who would do it. <laughs> so, so, uh, an honor and a curse. Um, but I think it's cool, especially as someone relatively new to, relatively new to Dallas. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's gotten me even more involved with the community and I, I'm honestly kind of honored. Um, maybe I should be more afraid, but I'm kind of honored just because I feel like, yeah, it means I've been doing good things and that people, you know, want to see what I can do and where I can take things. Uh, uh, so I'm just really excited. Yeah, that, 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 that's, that's a good outlook to have. Okay, so question number 10. Given the fact that we all know that a week from today when we're recording this happens to be the much vaunted holiday of Thanksgiving, what is your favorite Thanksgiving food? Um, honestly, I love mashed potatoes all the time, anytime. Um, that, like, I mean, I just love potatoes, but especially mashed potatoes. That's just, I am aggressively a fan of mashed potatoes. Um, with gravy? Yes, but also without, um, my, my, my secret is when you're making them, put in like a little bit of cream cheese and a little bit of Parmesan and like some green onions and stuff. Makes it very creamy. Uh, well, it's I, I, I know whose house to come to for mashed potatoes now. What did you say? I said, I know whose house to come to for mashed potatoes now. <laughs> well, you, you, said def, you said definitely in gravy sometimes. The big question on gravy, which kind? Uh, oh, I just I actually just learned that there are multiple types of gravy like the other day. Really? Because uh, I was talking about, while, oh, why is like the type of gravy that goes with this so weird? So I'm a fan of dark gravy, like traditional... Um, white gravy, like light gravy confuses me, um, as does like biscuits and gravy. I really, really like biscuits. Um, mm -hmm. I like gravy, but maybe not in that context. Uh, so how, how does white gravy confuse you? I've just hadn't really had it much before. It's, I guess it's the... Like the idea of like biscuits and gravy to me is a really, really weird thing, which someone explained it a little better. They're like, yeah, the biscuit is a vessel for the gravy. <laughs> um, like I'm very much a, like a, the gravy is a side. It's not the main portion of the food kind of person. Uh, so mm. I think kind of that introduction there has been, has been interesting because it's just a very different type of gravy. Well, you are in the South, and yeah. so you will not be able to escape cream gravy. Cream uh, gravy is the standard gravy. Chicken fried steak, though, is, like, amazing. The best. I, 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 will, t I will tell you, though, since you like the dark gravy, and you, say, and you said you like chicken fried steak, if you go to Saltgrass and get the chicken fried steak, 
and get the cognac pepper sauce on it instead of the regular white gravy that they serve. That is amazing. Oh, there's a saltgrass right by me where I just moved. I need to I need to hit it up one of these days. Yeah, yeah, that 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 is amazing. It, it and definitely definitely ask for the cognac pepper sauce because if you just ask for uh, for brown gravy, they may or may not know how to answer you. Okay, so that's ten questions. Uh, there was uh, one user submitted question. If you're game for number eleven, all right. Okay, so Wirefall actually was the one that submitted this question, and it's what is the best slash worst advice you ever got? Um. Oh, I know the worst. Um. <laughs> I was so I just got this new job. And I was asking a lot of people about, hey, how do I how do I negotiate a salary? Because this was really my first experience doing that. And I got a bit of advice that was like, you know, be very careful. Like you might not want to ask for for very much because you don't want you don't want them to think you're you're too like think you think too high of yourself and decide, no, they don't want you. Mm -hmm. uh, like, just make sure you're not getting less than you're making now, which I think was not the best advice and especially not what I needed to hear while I was trying to go into that with confidence. Uh, yeah. Some runner ups for bad advice go to um, InfoSec is not a real is not a real field. <laughs> um, and don't take that internship down in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> uh best advice i've oh man i've received so much good advice um chloe uh chloe and i had a really good talk uh she's the she's the former uh or i had a, re I had a really good talk with uh chloe mesadagi um who does the uh like gamifying cyber talks and a bunch of and the diverse diversity in cyber talks and she told me she's like she told me to not worry about bothering people and to just really jump in and do everything possible because we had been talking about i was talking about potentially applying to grad school and how i wanted to reach out to this one professor whose whose uh field of expertise is cybersecurity and game theory which is one of my passion projects. And I was like, Oh, you know, I can't just, you know, hit up this random professor and be like, Hey, I'm interested in your grad program, please teach me things. And she's like, Yeah, of course you can. You can, <laughs> you can go bother anyone you want to. Uh, she didn't phrase it like that. But just the the idea, just the idea of just kind of go do everything, say yes to everything, obviously within your boundaries. Uh, I've definitely been getting burned out as of late, and I know that's a huge problem in the industry. So don't say yes to everything to your own detriment. But if the only thing holding you back is, oh, what if I'm not good enough, or oh, I might be annoying someone, just do it. Um, and Chloe's told me that a bunch of people had, had have told me that uh, everything I've been doing lately has been because other people have told me, hey, no, go do the thing. And that's been, that's been really, really helpful. That's good. That's good. All right. Well, 
that is the extent of the questions I've got. We went 10 questions. We went follow-up questions. We went overtime. Thank you, Wirefall. Um, thank you, Juno. This has actually been a lovely conversation. Yeah, thank you. Join us next time whenever we talk to Wirefall. This has been 10 Questions. Thank you for listening.